today on the Scott Thompson Show on AM 900 CHML. Now, of course, we're going to bring in Donna Gridland. She is the Green Party candidate for Niagara West Glanbrook, and we will have the other two on tomorrow to give everybody equal time. And Donna Gridland is with us now. Hello, Donna. How are you today? Hi, Scott. Thanks for having me on your show. You're more than welcome. So, what? Uh, thanks for joining us. We appreciate this. Uh, what? What are you hearing when you go door to door in your riding? Well, this is a great question, and now that the campaign has matured, I'm going to give it to you from the Green Party candidate lens. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people wouldn't have that lens, and uh, people, when I talk to them, they'll, they'll tell me maybe different things that they're not going to tell a blue team, a red team, or an orange team. So Why do you think that is? Well, uh, because I think we're a strong second choice. And I think they open up and say, you know, well, I wish I, well, here's what I think. And again, this is through the Green Party lens. So, um, you know, we've got a red team with uh, not a bad candidate, but yet a party that's polling, you know, pretty low. Um, we've got an orange team that's, again, I'm not hearing anything really plus or minus, but we've got a candidate that's, from a PC background, um, not bad or good, but something that doesn't necessarily sit in an orange person's head, uh, clearly. And then you've got a blue team, and it's what you just said. They're in shock. They're in, and that's the big part, that's the big group of people that I obviously talk to. Uh, so when you look at the majority of people that are going to have opinions and want to share what they feel, uh, you know, they're, they're, there's a big, a big shockwave coming out of that, that team. So that leaves voters with, an interesting choice to have to make. What's the shockwave? Well, you know, well, I guess it's the age is one part of it, but that's not the only part. I think it's uh, some of what the media is reporting. So, I mean, they've spent a lot of time with their message, and and I'm reading what the what you're presenting as well, mm -hmm. and I'm also hearing it. So, you know, it's very common to sit at a table of four people and find out they're all from the blue team, but going. What are we going to do? Yeah. You know, so it's a multiple of things. It's not just one thing. Right. And I think that represents where we all are with our votes. Uh, you know, we're looking now for where to put that vote. And I just think with, if the listeners knew how many people that would be prepared to put the Green Party second and move it up to the Green Party being first, I think it's quite a large camp, particularly in this by-election. So and what what are they? So what do you? What are they saying to you that perhaps they're not saying to other parties? Well, um, is this in regard uh, to? Is this in the Green Party? So the Green Party's new, right? Right. So um, they can agree with the Green Party fiscal platform. Uh, not too many people disagree with looking after the environment and the risks, and particularly in this riding, um, there's a lot of uh, you know land issues, development issues, agricultural issues. Um, it really represents a very diverse uh, riding when you think about just the environment. Um, so, you know, our development policies are still developer-friendly. Um, you know, we're out there with the water protection, and if we don't do that now, we're going to be late. So, I mean, they can tick all the boxes with the Green Party, but the hesitation is, but you're sort of not there yet. And... I would argue that we're there if second moves to first. Now, and again, it's particular by elections, right? This doesn't resonate with everybody all the time. Um, but, uh, you know, like a red door would be a, you know, the second choice this time might be a green door. 
Um, and of mm. course, I'm always looking for that question. So again, um, the reason other parties aren't hearing this is they're not going to say who's your second choice. They mm. kind of don't care. Right. They're in the business of party politics. So do you think this is about green or do you think this is about voters looking for another alternative? Well, I think it can be both. And you again, you mentioned that in the beginning around, you know, what the world is doing to voter consciousness right now. And I think that touches all of us. Um, so when I look at the choices, and maybe there's four choices, maybe there's five, you know, um, when you put together the party and the candidate, it's a really confusing choice. So I'm hearing voter frustration. Mm. Uh, that's an interesting point, and there's certainly lots of that, and we've seen that down in, in the United States, obviously. Uh, what do people do you think? What do you think they think about? What do you think they think about Donna when they think Green Party? Well, um, well, again, it's without having any representation currently in Parliament. Uh, I think they just still believe it's an environmental par- party. So, um, you know, they they're not aware of the social justice component. Uh, they're not necessarily going to maybe even hear when we talk about health care. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, now that the discussion about hydro is such a, uh, I, mean, I mean, it's a great discussion. Um, you know, who better to talk about energy than the Green Party? So um, it is about, uh, you know, getting out there that the Green Party, yes, it's a party, but we're much more committed to working with parties and with other representatives um, so even though we're not at Queen's Park, uh, you know, the leader of the party is actively working on various legislations that are helping, you know, shape better policy. And so if we look at the percentage out there and we say there's four or five percent of the Greens, which continues to be a reasonably stable number, that's still eight or ten representatives we could have doing that cross the aisle work. Um, I think people, you know, they, we've, we've got to the place where people think parties and not representatives, so they think you know. So they mm-hmm. just vote for the party, and the party does what the party does. Um, I think if we can take a step forward and go back to representatives, um, you know that we should all be working together. There's 107 tax-paid people that should be able to get things done, and people are very frustrated that things aren't getting done. At least the things we can agree on, something like uh, uh, you know securing and protecting the last five percent of Class One farmland. Is, why does that have to wait? Why isn't that just done? And another story, um, and again, I like stories, but you know, there was, the story came up about the uh, long-term care and how a couple was going to be uh, put in two different care homes, and right. very tragic. But, mm-hmm. but my, my challenge would be, why did that happen? Why were the 107 people working on the files that represent the people in their writings? I mean, it's no question these demographics are coming at us. Why hadn't that become something that was solved 10, 15 years ago Hmm. with all the parties that have been in place? So the fact that that ended up being a political story is, I think, kind of shameful. Um, So, you know, and again, it's just one of those things, right? So we need to be, you know, we're paid to do this work in Parliament that isn't getting done. Uh, So I'm, I'm just excited about the Green Party being still the type of party that represents that work getting done that's not getting done. So. Uh, you know, I've been around for a bit, so, you know, I, I'm certainly aware when the Green Party started to make uh, its forefront into Canadian politics, 
Has it lost its chutzpah? Has it lost its way? And by that, I mean, it seems that every party now is green. I mean, everybody's green. Everybody wants to save the environment. Every, you know, even the conservatives have gone to that. Um, d- does the Green Party have to reinvent itself and tell everybody else what else it stands for? Well, again, that's a good question. Um, that's probably more a leadership question. Mm-hmm. Um, but we are grassroots. Um, decentralization type of party. Well, here's another example, Donna. Like, okay, obviously, sure. obviously, hydro rates, everybody's just buzzing about that. Exactly. Everybody's ticked off about that. So you go to the door as a Green Party candidate. Mm-hmm. Uh, would they are, are they assuming you're even more green than, than Kathleen Wynne is? Therefore, it's going to cost us a lot of money. And, and this has been my ongoing battle with, with the Liberals and the whole Green Movement is they oh, put... No, is that they, they Hang on a sec. Question. Hang on. They put a, you know, they put a, a bad taste in people's mouths about being environmentally conscious because it's cost us all a great deal of money and they've used, you know, the, the, the whole green mantra to, to generate revenue for their party for other programs. Yeah, so, I'm kind of calling the, you know, the Green Energy Act now the Red Energy Act. Exactly. Right? So, so how do you, I, how do you I, cut I, I through that? You. So, uh, I mean, the, you know, the common discussion that happens out of that at my tables is that the implementation was terribly done. Yeah. Um, I am from Waynefleet. I live in Waynefleet. So I witnessed firsthand how that project, if we want to call it, or that idea tore communities apart. Yeah. And I know there's lots of stories like that. So uh, the implementation is, you know, it, it, it's just, it's historic sadness. So then what do you do, right? So, um, you know, when I listen to the leader of the Green Party talk about what we now know collectively, it's, I, that I understand that the first conversation is we have to have a, an honest conversation about hydro. So what the layperson knows about hydro isn't necessarily what's real about hydro. For example, I'm learning that uh, of the increase that, that we're experiencing, which is about to get worse, um, it, you know, 46% of that is related to nuclear. Well, that's buried in the story. Hmm. Um, and because of lobbyists and all the other big money in politics, that's going to stay buried. So again, you go back. I don't to understand that. your point. What do you mean it's buried? What are you talking about? Nuclear is being buried. Well, there, we've had increases of hydro, and everybody's right. talking about the increase and the increase. But no, but we're not saying where exactly what's causing the increase. And like, you're talking you about the refurb of the nuclear facilities, yeah. right? Yeah, that's that accounts for forty-six percent of the increase that we are screaming about. And the Green Party is prepared to say, we're not investing in nuclear, period. And there's been application for, I don't know, a 180% increase or some ridiculous number well, isn't it over like the fi- next 10 years. Isn't it like 50% of our grid? Well, the mix is important, but we've got hydroelectric power we can buy from Quebec for approximately a third the cost of nuclear. So, the, like, Sorry, say that again? We have hydroelectric power we can buy from Quebec. Yeah. We signed a tiny little contract, which was great for news bites, right? But it's a third of the cost of nuclear. And so that's what gives me hope in the Green Party. Like, that message isn't out there because of how, you know, well, I'll go to another root cause that the Green Party's working on, and that's getting big money out of politics. Yeah, but I mean, you know, when you've got like six, when you got like sixty percent of our energy being gener- generated by nuclear, I mean, h- how do you start buying all that from Quebec? Well, how you start buying it, I guess, is the beginning of the of the question. So, to me, it's a prize worth 
looking at solving. So if, if it's that choice or it's going into debt for hundreds of years with bills that haven't proven to give us the, what we need in terms of debt reduction, I'm just saying that's what I would be looking into. So that's the solution that the Green Party would have. And then how do we move forward on that? Donna Cridland, Cridland has been with us, Green Party candidate, of course, for Niagara West, Glambrook. Uh, we met Sam Oosteroff, the PC candidate, uh, just prior. And then, of course, Donna uh, Cridland, the Green Party candidate. And we will meet the other two tomorrow. Donna, thanks for the time and insight. Much appreciated. Good luck. All right. Thanks for your time. Take care. Thank you. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. And listen to The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on AM 900 CHML.